Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Ackeson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. Today, a look at a surprising side effect from the COVID shutdowns, a mass exodus from America's public schools. Something big is happening in American education, largely as a result of the COVID shutdowns, but not necessarily just over the COVID school policies. It has something to do with parents learning more about the schools and their own kids and their own ability to homeschool during the shutdowns. More on that in just a moment. But this is all the subject of my cover story this week on Full Measure. That's on Sunday, April 3rd. Here are a few statistics. Charter school enrollment has increased since the pandemic about 7.1%, while district school enrollment has dropped 3.3%. According to the Census Bureau, there's been a homeschooling surge. Homeschooling is now a legal instructional option in all 50 states. And nationally, homeschooling rates grew rapidly in the period, according to the Census Bureau, from about 1999 to 2012, but then was pretty steady. But since the pandemic, the number of kids being homeschooled has reportedly doubled. We're talking about A couple of million more kids now being homeschooled, coming out of the public school system. In Virginia, where the couple that I'm interviewing today lives, over the past two years, homeschooling has increased in 120 of Virginia's 132 school divisions, including, this is according to an article that I looked up, including in all but one of the 15 largest districts. They're all seeing this homeschooling surge. And it's believed that COVID-19 was the main trigger because coronavirus, of course, was getting schools to move a lot of instruction online, shut down the schools starting at about spring of 2020. Well, a lot of families were looking into alternatives. They had co-ops created, co-op situations where they were sharing educational duties. They created something called pandemic pods, to work on homeschooling their children with the help of other families. You know, sometimes in the same neighborhood, they'd study together and they'd rotate from different houses. And so in this state alone, from what statisticians can tell, homeschooling went from about 44,000 students before the pandemic to more than 65,500 for the 2021 academic year, probably with another rise this school year. But that equates to, looks like at least a 50% bump over that short time period. A lot of people thought that after the COVID shutdowns, the schools would see normal enrollment, but they haven't. Most schools have not seen all of those kids that were there before return. 
And Virginia is a pretty big state for homeschooling to begin with. They represent about 5% of the students, according to the National Home Education Research Institute, which says that's one of the bigger homeschooling states in the United States. The Institute says 15 states right now publicly report their homeschooling numbers. The rest of them don't. But only two of those who report, North Carolina and Montana, have a greater percentage of homeschoolers than Virginia does. And the number of homeschoolers or the proportion and percentage, there's a big variety when it comes to what happens within a state. In Virginia, it's less than 1% in Arlington County, Virginia. Then you go to some of the more rural counties and homeschooling's 15%. Then you go to places like Franklin and Highland County, according to the Institute in Virginia, and nearly one in five students is homeschooled. We're talking about almost 20%. A lot of people still believe that Virginia's Republican governor, Glenn Youngkin, was recently elected with the promise to take care of problems in the public school system, to handle many of the school controversies from shutdowns to mask policies to critical race theory controversies. So this has been a huge issue. Today in my podcast, I'm going to talk to a couple named Fong and John Stecker, who moved from Maryland here to Virginia a couple of years back before COVID, in part seeking a better education situation for their two sons, only to then be hit not only with the COVID closings, but with a whole new batch of national controversies in Loudoun County. Yeah, we left Maryland because of the um, math. That's the main one. Um, the state, uh, on overall, the politics of, of things in the state, we weren't agreeing with. Um, we had been looking over here in Leesburg for like five, six years ahead um, before. And then he just happened to get a job that was closer to home. So we kind of b- abandoned that thought. But it was... Um, just getting out of um, an area that we didn't feel like our votes would count anymore. And, but the main real thing is it's the kids' future, the education. Yeah, we, um, uh, our older one was dealing with Common Core math and he wasn't getting it and I wasn't taught it and I wasn't getting it. And it was just so incredibly frustrating for him. And so as we started, he was what in, in third grade, third grade um, when, when this is going on. And so we started getting more involved uh, in his education. I mean, we both had public school educations. We both wound up well-educated going on to college and all that stuff. So we put our faith in public schools. But the more we looked into it and found out more about the curriculum, we started having issues with the way they were being taught and the box that they were putting the kids into. And one of the things I quickly found out is Virginia didn't have Common Core. And so that was, wasn't the only reason we left Maryland, but it was a big reason that we said this wasn't going to work out for us and our kids anymore. So you put your kids in school here and it sounded like things were okay. Mm-hmm. Then comes COVID. So why don't you start bottom with what happened when COVID broke out? And again, more of a summary that brings us to where you are today. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they started with the shutting down of the schools. Um, the kids had to be home at home. They weren't learning anything new. Everything was, uh, you know, 
stopping at the mo- the last day of school and everything else was just regurgitating what they'd learned before. There was no grading, um, no new materials. And then um, going forward into the following year, uh, they were still trying to figure out, is it going to be all virtual, or half, you know, hybrid or whatever. They still didn't make it up their mind. Um, and we knew we had some friends that were going, that were telling us that there wasn't any real plan on, on, um, changing the method of teaching. So we, and then we had some friends who've been homeschooling and got a little, uh, encouragement from them. And we decided we were going to take a, a leap and, and do that next year. Uh, from home. And then things, other things happened in the school systems, um, that made national news. Uh, and we weren't happy with that. And we decided, you know what? I think it's the right decision. We're going to have to continue with homeschooling for a little while. Uh, and I, at this point today, I don't think we want to send them back to school, uh, public school. Yeah. We, when we came here, um, one of our sons was already, having uh, emotional and social issues. And Montgomery County Schools helped out a bit. When we came here, it was all identified. And we actually got a lot of help from Loudoun County Public Schools. But, you know, they're inundated with kids having problems. And they did their best. And I will give them all credit for helping uh, helping him learn in a better environment uh, and giving him the ability to step away from learning when it wasn't working for him or there were some distractions or something like that so he could uh, learn better. I mean, they really did create plans for us. But um, he, he still needed to be in a, in a structured environment that they weren't getting in virtual classes. Uh, I mean, no, the teachers were doing the best they could, but, you know, the kids didn't have to have their cameras on, so they didn't have to be paying attention at all. There were no tests, so they couldn't judge if the kids were actually paying attention or learning any material. So over the summer, talking, I actually know a couple of Loudoun County public school teachers who were telling me that Loudoun County wasn't coming up with any kind of better plan to handle this virtually. So the entire last quarter was a wash for them. So when we realized that they weren't going to have a plan to to treat them any better, we said, all right, we're going to give homeschooling. Uh, a try. We were both working from home and we said we can definitely give them both the time and attention that they needed to that the schools weren't going to be able to do because it was 100% virtual at the time. And when they started talking about bringing the kids back to school, um, first of all, there's just so many, so much wishy-washy about it. They, they didn't have a solid plan. But by then, we, Loudoun County started hitting the national news over and over and over again. And um, we became much more aware of their policies. And at that point, actually, one of my friends said, hey, the, the kids are going back to school. Are you going to put your kids back in school? And I said, let's see if Loudoun County Public Schools can go one week without making the national news first. So based on everything that we've seen, and she's become very, very uh, uh, I don't active, know, active but... well, uh, in, in what's been going on with the school board, um, we have no desire to put our kids back into that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, homeschooling is working out very well for, for both of them. The biggest issue for us is um, 
is uh, getting them the, to have the social connections. Yeah. And we are getting that support from other homeschool kids as well. Um, did you think at some point, actually I heard Fong say, you didn't know if you could do it in terms of homeschool. Can you just briefly, each of you tell me, I think a lot of parents think that, but I guess COVID forced the issue and made some people realize they could. What's your thought? Yeah, exactly the same thing. I, I didn't think I can do it. I, I already worked a lot um, and working from home most of the week um, took up additional time, you know, just uh, you know, the interruption or whatever, but they're at home and I wasn't I wasn't confident enough at the time uh, thinking I can manage all of that. Um, but uh, as our friends encouraged us, the, the time that you spend on teaching them is, is much shorter. And if you focus on that and get them to do what we want them to do, it's at least far ahead than if they were in school just doing virtual classrooms uh, or even the hybrid. And it's it was... Um, it was that confidence from friends, I believe, that, that gave me that final push. And John, you said you actually remember a lot of stuff in high school. <laughs> yeah, when she said we should homeschool our kids, um, it is something that had never crossed my mind and it scared me. Um, because my mother was a teacher and I'm aware of how hard teachers work and all the stuff that they have to put together. And I said, that's a full-time job. How am I going to manage it? But the more I thought about it, my my brother and sister-in-law actually homeschooled their children years before. Um, and through talking to them, and I started realizing, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're in school six or seven hours, but they don't need six or seven hours of teaching. They uh, there's plenty of resources that we can get in, in books and workbooks and online that um, I can give to them and let them work on it. And when they have questions, they can come to me or I can work with them on specific items. And yeah, I started recalling stuff from <laughs> from junior high school and high school that I hadn't thought about in years. But I mean, I had been work helping them even when they were in school. I was the one who was helping them with the homework. Mm-hmm. Um, because she worked late into the evenings, and so homework was was time with daddy. So it was just um, adding to that and shifting schedules around. So instead of doing it in the evening, we we had other times during the day that we could be doing it. Um, so it was scary at first because I knew it was a big job, but the more I got into it, the more I realized there's nobody that knows my kids better than us yes, and nobody who knows how to deal with them better than us and nobody could know how to teach my kids better than us. Back after a short break. A few of you have asked how you can support independent journalism like you find at Full Measure and CherylAxon.com amid an increasingly managed and censored information landscape. At my website, Google Ads and Facebook have censored factual, footnoted, and cited posts, and Google demands daily that I remove dozens of pages from my website, which I won't do. These are factually accurate, cited news stories on topics that powerful interests apparently don't want you to know about. Well, now you can support off-narrative journalism by visiting the Cheryl Ackeson store at CherylAckeson.com for products that will tell the world you're an independent thinker 
And there are great gift ideas there for your independent thinking friends and family, too. Proceeds go to support a variety of independent journalism causes besides maintaining the website, including funding college journalism awards for independent, off-narrative student reporting. You can make a difference. Do you know other people that have chosen the same path in the last year or two? Yes. Yes, several. Um, I met them in different places. I know one of my closer friends, um, one child, but but she was the one who kind of got me introduced to some of the other parents, and uh, they were doing that. And then I keep meeting other people who came to uh, venues of of you know events around town, and were there and found out that we were homeschooling. They're like, really? Because I've been looking into that. Um, what does it take? And and you give them a little bit of you know your experience. And I'm like. I'm really thinking about it because I'm scared about putting my kids back in the school once the school started. Um, so I know some of those people from different places I've been in, in the, throughout the county. And it's amazing. Once I heard that, um, I realized we weren't alone. Because at first I was thinking we're just one of a few of us, you know. But then as I started talking to other people and realizing their concerns were just as much as when we were dealing with, you know, making that decision. So, yeah. Um, last question. In the bigger picture, people are leaving schools for many different reasons. Like COVID may have spurred it, but they have a lot of different complaints. Loud County has its own set of mm-hmm. problems. But they may be a little different wherever you go. What are your thoughts when we're looking at what's going on in the nation in terms of our education system and parents who are trying to figure out the right thing to do, how to pay for it if they take their kids out, put them in a different school. Just do you have any overarching thoughts? I would love for us to be able to use our tax money for materials. What we would prefer is be able to use our tax dollars are still being taken away for schools that we can't even uh, take advantage of. But meanwhile, we're shelling out additional money to get their materials, to buy online programs, um, and taking them to social events and things like that. So I would prefer that, you know, we can at least get a credit of that, uh, amount that we're paying already into the system and use it towards our materials and our, our, you know, setups with homeschooling. Or some parents would prefer to send their kids over to private school. We thought about it. It's not really, we're not ready for that, um, decision because of the way our, our, uh, kid is, is needs additional help and hands on and, and we know him better. Um, so we're not there yet, but we would prefer to have some of that money to be able to use it towards our own you know, kids' education. And you said it before, the factory approach, the assembly line approach to education doesn't work anymore. Uh, I mean, we're in the information age. Everything is so customized. Why can't our kids' education, the most important thing we can do for our children other than care for them is educate them. Why can't we be able to customize that? Yes. Um, a lot of it is public school. That's fine. Most parents would be happy to keep their kids in public schools, but they should have the ability to customize their children's education in public schools, in private schools, in home schools, so that it works best for their children. And, you know, I don't want to take anything away from teachers. They do a fantastic job, but they're, at the end of the day, they're employees. 
and they have a job to do. Their job is not to take care of my children. Yep. Um, they have, don't care about my children as my children. They care about, they're educating a group of students, maybe as many, as many as 150 students, and they're trying to move them through the system. And getting the performance right. rating for mm-hmm. the, for their performance. I mean, the, the more kids would pass their tests, the, the, it looks good on them. It's for their I mean, teaching. The, the Baltimore schools is the perfect example of a failure because they're just moving the children through the system. And as parents, like I said, our overarching concern besides our children's safety is their education. We need to be more involved and we need to be able to help develop the plan for our children's education. So it's got to be more flexibility, more a la carte, um, more customization. We're in, the, we're in the information age. We should be able to, even if it's through computer systems, our, our youngest was very good at math and his computer system allowed him more and more or higher and higher levels of math because it saw that he could do them. That's this model that we need to be using for all of the education. Where they excel, they should be challenged more. Where they're failing in the rudimentary stuff, they should be continued to, to do that stuff. But where they're showing no aptitude, why do they have to get failing grades for classes that they will never be able to use in real life? And they have to be dragged through those classes just to get a passing grade and then dump the knowledge and never use it, use it again. That was John and Fong Stecker in Loudoun County, Virginia. If you're interested in this topic, the increase in homeschooling, the exodus from public schools, the impact on the public school system, please watch my cover story Sunday on Full Measure. That's April 3rd. What else do I have coming up Sunday on Full Measure? A fascinating story about Ukraine as the Russia-Ukraine conflict continues with the United States firmly behind Ukraine in Ukraine's camp. But the relationship between the U.S. and Ukraine has long been complex and sometimes controversial. Ukraine, maybe you remember, was involved in Donald Trump's first impeachment. There was a Ukrainian-American working with the Democratic National Committee that drove a large part of the false Trump-Russia narrative in 2016. Ukraine is involved in some of the controversies over Joe Biden's son Hunter's business dealings. You may remember he was being paid a million dollars a year by a Ukrainian energy company named Burisma that was under a big corruption investigation. And Joe Biden, then vice president, later bragged that he'd gone to Ukraine and gotten the prosecutor in that case fired, the prosecutor who was investigating the company that was employing his son. But Joe Biden said, well, it was the prosecutor who was corrupt. That's why he did it. But lots of controversies surrounding the U.S. and Ukraine, lots of involvement of Ukraine in our politics and of us in their politics. So again, we'll talk about that Sunday. Also, Scott Thuman has a fascinating story from Israel where he's with an elite and secretive unit that uses some fascinating high-tech abilities, really cutting-edge stuff, to identify and fight the enemy. If you want to find station and times for Full Measure, just go to CherylAckison.com, click the Full Measure tab, and you'll see the listing there. 
You can also watch online if that's easier for you. Full Measure airs online Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time at fullmeasure.news. And then we post the program shortly thereafter, usually by noon Eastern Time at fullmeasure.news, so you can watch replays anytime. Also, we have a fantastic app called STIRR, S-T-I-R-R, which is free, and you can watch Full Measure live or on demand there. Plus, it has a bunch of other cool programming, free entertainment and movies and shows, plus the ability to dial in to local news in many stations around the country, which you can't really do easily online um, other places. So that's what the STIR app is good for. And check out my other podcast this week, the Cheryl Ackeson podcast, because I have an extended interview with a school choice advocate who has a lot of new data on this trend that we've talked about with education and what it means for the future of American public education. Because when students leave the public schools, the public schools lose some money because they're paid on the basis of how many kids they're educating. So all this stands to have a pretty big impact around the country. I hope you enjoy today's podcast and that you'll leave a review, subscribe to it, share it with your friends, and be sure to support independent journalism causes by visiting CherylAckeson.com and clicking the store tab. There are some fun and thought-provoking products I have there that are designed exclusively for folks like you who are independent and free thinkers and really want to know that they can contribute to something that will benefit independent reporting causes at a time when there's so many efforts to control the information landscape and the news that you're allowed to see and get. Do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself.